You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy E-Man. Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy E-Man coming at you with episode 95. Yep, here we are, baby. It's Sunday, September 13. It's about 9.19 p.m. as I'm recording this, and the NFL is back. With all the issues, COVID-19, NFL started on time. Some places have fans, some other you know stadiums didn't, but it didn't matter. We got a lot of NFL action today. And I'm, I'm here to break down and give you my best takeaways and the best storylines of today, Sunday. Right now, Dallas is playing and the game is tied up right now, Dallas and Rams. So I may not be able to, you know, actually 10-7 now. So I won't be able to react in that game. But I know Ezekiel Elliott just took it to the house and like, you know, cut the whole Rams team up. But I am going to give you so a lot of action that happened today, man. And I'm going to give you my takeaway. So, yo, let's get it. Now, let's get us started with probably the worst of the day. The Cleveland Browns, as much money as they spend, man, they just can't get over the hump. Starting again like they did last year, Baker Mayfield's third-year quarterbacking that team. OBJ, Jarvis, they just signed Austin Hooper. You could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. It's kind of the tell of two quarterbacks, or two third-year quarterbacks. When you look at Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, it's the whole team. This is the team as a whole. Maybe even the tell of two cities, Baltimore and Cleveland. And right now, this one city that's not doing great, or one team that's not doing great. It was a complete shellacking. Baltimore Ravens destroyed the Cleveland Browns 38-6. This game wasn't even close. It was over by practically the halftime when it was 24-zip. And when I really say a tell of two third-year quarterbacks, it goes as follow. Baker, 65 quarterback rating, and a 33.4 QBR. One pick, one touchdown, 109 yards, 21 out of 39. While Lamar Jackson, the guy that I used to call the new hotness, T-Boy 2.0, starting the season again, very, very solid on the air, not just with his legs. 20 out of 25, 152 quarterback rating and 94 QBR. That's insane. Three touchdowns, 275, efficiency to the max, 11 yards per pass. This is a guy that's not supposed to be passing this well. He's proving me wrong again, and he's starting again this season just like he did last year, who he led the league in all offensive categories. He did it with his legs, 40, rushed for 45 yards, but he didn't need to. He diced the Cleveland Browns, so did that team. Andrews, great hands, destroyed him. On the other side of the ball, it's just the same old Cleveland Browns. What is OBJ hurt? You just sign Austin Hooper to the reach, you know, to one of the richest quarterback for tight ends, even though it's been broken by Kittle and Ertz. David Njoku got the lonely touchdown in this game and they even missed the extra points. So it's again, it's a tell of two city and the same old song for the Cleveland Browns, man. And how many times are we going to keep giving the Browns excuses? It's just a bad organization from the top up, man. From the top down, I mean. Baker is the last year to kind of prove himself as a number one pick. And starting the season like this, even though there's a lot of game left, man, this could be turned around. You know, there's no flashes at all to that rookie season when he came in and kind of gave a little jolt of lightning to this Cleveland Brown team. 
And on the other hand, Lamar Jackson is rising. Stock keeps rising. Man, he's proving everybody wrong in this league, including myself. No doubt about it. I didn't, And look, he still doesn't have great wide receivers. Okay, Mark Andrews is his best wide receiver. Marquise Brown is kind of a two, not a one. He's a deep threat. That's it, dude. You don't have that Antonio Brown. You don't have that, you know, DJ Metcalf. You don't have that Juju Smith-Schuster, right? You don't have that guy that's going to go up there and get a Julio Jones, D-Hop. D-Hop went insane today. Imagine this kid with a prime time target. It's the last piece the Baltimore Ravens need to give this kid so he can become successful and win in the playoffs. But down goes the Browns. Hey, it is what it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They fucking suck. And there's enough, enough talking about them. It's time to like just put them in the back burner and uh, focus on another team. Because, again, they're a year in a row. They're starting losing a game. And then this is an ugly game just like last year when they started and lost the, the season opener. All right, moving on to the Packers. <laughs> Man, did Aaron, Aaron Rodgers made a statement today. You got to draft a quarterback in the first round. You're drafting my replacement. Is that what Aaron Rodgers said? He took, you know, he took a big swig of tequila when they drafted Jordan Love. And, you know, he was kind of like worried. Now he understands that he's not going to finish the season with the Packers. But man, what a way to make a statement. They beat the Minnesota Vikings 43-34. That's not, that's, I'm not, the winning, the win wasn't, I was impressed with because that's normal. They always beat, beat the Vikings. But the stat line, Aaron Rodgers bowled the hell out. 364 passing yards and four freaking touchdowns. Oh, by the way, he ran for another one. I'm sorry. No, that was Aaron Jones. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I got a little carried away. He threw 404. I mean, look, this is a difference. He has some good wide receivers. Aaron Jones, even though he's a running back, can definitely get it. Devontae Adams. And they should have added one more. I mean, after Devontae Adams, if he gets hurt, everybody else is screwed because they have a lot of second rates after that. But man, did he spread the ball around. Two to Devontae, one to uh, Marcus Valdez Scatlin, and one to Alan Lazard. All the receptions, all the targets went to Devontae Adams. And I think that's what he's going to do, man. He's going to he's gonna exploit. He's going to get Devontae Adams going to have a heck of a season. He is going to feed that rock to Levon, Devontae Adams all day, every day without stop. And he, he's not going to care. He made a statement today and saying, you know what, dude? You made a, you, you know, Green Bay, you might have drafted my replacement, but I'm going to audition for other teams to be like, and Rogers still got miles and we got to go after him. He's starting the season out with a bang. He's going to make the decision of starting Jordan Love very difficult for the Green Bay Packers and for trading him or made for a possible trade. Look, I don't know if the drafting of Jordan Love is probably the biggest motivational maneuver or tool a team has ever thought about. But so far in game one, it motivated the hell out of Aaron Rodgers for four touchdowns and passing for 364 yards and 93 QBR. That's pretty sick. Aaron Rodgers came to ball today, and I think he's serious for the next, for the whole season. Watch out. Green Bay, it's got to get that defense straight. Maya, it's definitely got to do, they're going to do some damage. They're definitely going to do some damage, and they're going to they're gonna go ahead and make some noise throughout the season, just like they did last year. I don't know about the playoffs, but hey, it is what it is. They got busy, and Aaron Rodgers bowled the hell out again. Yo, Jordan Love is going to have to prove himself, man. Has to prove himself in order to get Aaron Rodgers of the of the steering wheel, baby. All right, of the uh, conductor seat of this train, the cheese train. Now, moving on to the biggest surprise, my biggest takeaway surprise of the day, man, was the Washington football team. Did I say it right? It doesn't matter, man. They've been the Redskins forever, but whatever name they got to go is the Dallas Washington football team. That's, that's, that's who they are. They had the biggest upset of the day. 
the Eagles had this game on lock. All right. The Eagles had the 17 to 7 and a 1.17 zip until they gave this game up. Carson Wentz had two costly picks. And I don't know, man. Carson Wentz is, is started like a ball of fire here, man. But he hasn't been consistent, you know, from last year until now. Did the Eagles make a mistake of giving this guy that much money? Especially the fact that he's not a, he's injury prone also. He hasn't played a full season yet. And what, three or four seasons that he's played and he's been in the league? Don't get me wrong. Look, Dwayne Haskins had kind of an ugly game. 17 out of 31. Nothing crazy. Your numbers are going to kill you. 178 passing yards, one touchdowns. But Peyton Barber had the ball in the, the, you know, had the opportunity to get the ball in the red zone and, and made something out of it. You know, he had 17 carries. He had the most carries only for 29 yards. So everything came with the, for the Washington team. I don't even know what to call them anymore. It's kind of confusing. It's got a tongue tie my ass. But the Eagles gave this game away. And Washington, you know, given Ron Rivera, his head coaching first win as a Washington football team head coach. You know, he was fired last year from from the Panthers. He was very successful there. But man, what a way to start the season. And what's crazy, you know, he was diagnosed with cancer not too long ago. And during halftime, the dude had to actually get an IV in order to be able to go out in the second half and coach because you have to get his treatment. So he got his treatment in halftime for cancer and came out and, you know, coached the team to a win. This is just, it blew my mind, the fact that the Eagles lost to the Washington football team. It's, it feels weird saying it. Carson Wentz gave this team this game away. He had two costly picks. Um, after that, they couldn't run the ball. I know Miles Sanders was hurt. But they were moving the ball at will. Dallas Goddard had eight receptions. I mean, Zachary was unguardable at the beginning. After that, everything went to shit. I don't know what happened here. Again, their defense, they went ahead and they also um, were able to make these red zone opportunities. For Like I said, Peyton Barber had two touchdowns. Big part of last year's. That was a big part of last year's um, offense for the Buccaneers, but he was their, their lead back. But he actually had two touchdowns. I mean, hey, another another fantasy sleeper that nobody was uh, looking for. But again, the Eagles give this one away. I am shocked. Biggest surprise of the day was the Washington Redskins. Again, football team, whatever. But um, Dwayne Haskins got a win. And, you know, he, he again, it was ugly. But one thing about Dwayne Haskins, a kid plays hard. And he he has he has good leadership qualities. May not translate well into the football field, but they, they did. So props to the Washington football team and Ron Rivera. Because that dude is fighting cancer. And getting a win for his head coaching debut with the Washington team, it's pretty impressive. And actually, I wish him the best of luck. I mean, because cancer is no joke. It's taking a lot of people. And this man right here is coaching a game while fighting for his life. Pretty impressive. Did someone tell the Jacksonville Jaguars they're supposed to be tanking? I mean, I don't think Gardner Minshew got the memo today or DJ Shark or the rest of the team because they went ahead and pulled another upset and beat the Indianapolis Colts, spoiling Phillip Rivers' uh, debut. Phillip Rivers threw for 366 yards as his debut, uh, debuting for the Indianapolis Colts. But had two picks, man. That was huge, huge at the end of the game. And uh, Marlon Mack went down with an injury and never came back for the game. So that's going to be huge for them. But yeah, man, Phillip Rivers, they had control of this game. And it was kind of back and forth. But Gardner Minshew, Beowulf, man, 19 out of 20, 173 yards. Efficiency to the max. Threw for three touchdowns. I mean, he was spreading that ball around, man. He it looked really good. And again, I see Gardner Minshew. And he is going to have the career or Fitzmagic, of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I see this guy and I see a more... I don't want to say athletic, but same guy, you know, he's fearless. 
He goes out there and doesn't, doesn't care. He's going to go out there and sling it. Just like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's probably going to play for a lot of teams. A lot of teams going to pick Gardner Minshew up. Because remember, he's not the future. He's not a, he's not a starting quarterback. He, he could start. He's a starting quarterback. The guy that, just like Fitzpatrick, put him in. Their quarterback gets hurt. He's going to play four or five games, finish the season. You know, be that play setting for grooming the next quarterback like he's doing now. Because, dude, he just has no fear. He goes in there. He went in there today, and the team is horrible. I mean, apart from Shark, they have really nothing else out there that you consider decent as a actual you know position player. And Shark only had three receptions in one of the touchdowns. If you notice, the most reception one of the receivers had was that um, was Keelan Cole senior with five. That's it. That's it, man. That's all they got. They upset the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, Phillip Rivers definitely is going to be his last year. He needs to retire. He passed for a lot of yards, but man, he does not, doesn't have it anymore, man. I, don't, I think his uh, reaction time is a lot slower. The guy is almost 39 years old. So it is what it is. But again, I, don't, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars forgot the memo today. That they're supposed to be tanking, all right, for the uh, for the Lawrence draft. What the, I forget the name of the quarterback for Clemson uh, draft. Tanking for Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. So they missed the whole memo and they just screwed up their whole chances of getting Trevor Lawrence. Good job, Jacksonville Jags. All right. Actually, give them props, man, because that's a team that came to play and they upset the whole, the, the, they upset the whole league because nobody, I didn't think they were going to win. Now, this is one of the games that I was going to pick up. Honestly, 47 under, I thought it was going to be under 47 points. But hey, they, you know, they even, I think they, that was a spread as well. But man, Garden Minshew, Bellworth, man, the man has no fear. And I think he's fun to watch, actually. And we're going to see a lot of him this season just doing this kind of stuff. It's going to be some real ugly games like last year, but there's going to be some exciting games like this one in the mix. You know, and again, they're still going to probably lose, you know, 10 games this season. So it is what it is. But uh, it's it's nice to see the start of the season uh, in this fashion for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Props to them. Now, moving on to the most anticipated game of the day. Tampa Bay's Tom Brady's debut as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. As a buck against Drew Brees and the Saints. And man, that first that first drive by Brady was insane. Took him down the field real quick. And then the quarterback sneak. I wasn't expecting that. I guess he wanted to show Cam Newton that he could also rush for the first touchdown in the new team as well, like Cam did against the Dolphins. But it wasn't a great game overall. I mean, he passed with 239 yards, had two picks. He was sacked three times, knocked down like 15 times. It was a lot of pressure. And this is one of the things you need to expect about this year's Tom Brady and the Bucks that is different from other years. He's going from one of the Cadillacs of offensive line to a freaking Kia. Nothing wrong with the Kia, man. I've driven one myself. But hey, it's completely different. He's going to get rushed a lot. Mind you, New Orleans has a great rushing game. They have a great defense, a lot better. It's a very tough defense to debut for a new team that you got to learn all this plays. But regardless, he's the GOAT. And when the GOAT is out there, they you expect a lot of the GOAT, which is Tom Brady. He didn't have a great game. Look, Evans was non-existent. One, one freaking four targets, one reception. I know he was, you know, doubtful and questionable throughout the whole week. He almost didn't play. Uh, Leonard Fournette did not show up at all. Ronald Jones was his best running back. It's a lot of different weapons. I look, OJ Howard had a touchdown and then Mike Evans, you know, caught that other one, but it was, you know, up to only two yards. He had a rough, rough game. Uh, Chris Godwin was their leading receiver with seven targets and six receptions. 
it's a very difficult game to debut against the Saints. Uh, I am with you that. But again, it was the fact that Tom is not used to not having great protection. And one thing about New England, they didn't spend any money on the weapons, receivers and running backs, but they put a great, and, and they showed today when they played the Dolphins, New England did, they put a lot of stock into the offensive line, the protection for the quarterback. And guess what, man? That showed today for Brady. Brady's not used to that. Brady got knocked down a lot. Brady got knocked down a lot of different times and they rushed him and they made him make, they made him, they rushed him to make mistakes. That's how you beat Brady. That's how the Giants got two Super Bowls out of him. Everybody knows the secret. Everybody knows the secret sauce, how to beat Brady. That's why New England, you know, had the best, one of the best offensive lines in the league to protect him. And the Bucs do not. You know, they drafted a great rookie in there. And he had the rookie, uh, Justin Worth, I think is his last, I think is his name. But he made a mistake today too that, you know, cost them a, a big play. And look, you can't expect a lot. You got to expect a lot from Brady, but it's going to be very difficult. I know it's a very tough team. I think next week will be a little bit better. I forget who they're playing next week. You know, he debuted uh, not the way everybody expected. He started the game the way everybody expected with an opening drive touchdown. But then after that, it was all downhill from there. Drew Brees, you know, had to have a much better game than than he did. But Drew Brees has a better offensive line, a better defense. And, you know, his weapons actually came to play today. It was an ugly game. It was a very ugly game. 34 to 23. It was a very defensive game. And the score, and I tell you, because they scored 57, you know, 57 points. I think, I believe the over was 54. Look, Thomas didn't have a great game. Their leading receiver was Kamara and Jared Cook with 51 and 80 yards together. They got targeted eight and seven times, respectively. All right, look, the running game was not existent. 86 and 80, 86 yard, rushing yards for Tampa Bay, 82 for the for New Orleans. So it was a game of will, and the will was stronger with New Orleans. The defense of New Orleans won. The team that protected the quarterback won the game. I mean, the, the team that protected the quarterback better won the game. It wasn't Tampa Bay. Brady still did his thing and, you know, had a couple of touchdowns in there, but he had two costly interceptions, and that's a problem. And Tom Brady usually doesn't turn the ball over, but hey, when he gets pressure, historically, he makes mistakes. There's going to be better days for the Bucks, And I kind of wasn't expecting them to beat the New Orleans Saints. Honestly, uh, you know, the last touchdown was a garbage touchdown. But uh, yeah, it was over when it was 34 to uh, 16 or 17. It is what it is. We'll see better days ahead for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tampa, Tampa Brady, or Tampa Bay, you know, T-O-M-P-A, Bay, will uh rejoice pretty soon so don't sleep on on them they have a lot of good they have a lot of good weapons and a great coach in bruce Arians. so but today wasn't the day for the goat it was a day for the other goat across him drew Brees, who um right, right there with brady age-wise man he's like 40 years old i think he's 40 or 41 so it's great to see two guys at that age perform at that level right and, and outperforming some of these young quarterbacks that just came into the league so it was good it's a good game um again Better game plan, better team, better team does prepare. Better defense was the New Orleans Saints, and that was the difference of both games. Brady made two two costly mistakes that he cannot do again. But again, hey, his protection is nowhere near as good as the protection he had with the uh, Patriots. And I I knew that, and everybody, I think, can see that that was going to be an issue. But hey, wait and see. Let's see what happens. This is the NFL, baby. And from one anticipated debut quarterback to another first pick, this year's NFL Draft, Joe Burrows made his debut for the Bengals, baby, against the Chargers. And look, I wasn't expecting him to play well, period. I don't. I mean, I'm not sold on this kid yet. I mean, he's going. He's in a really bad team, but he battled. 
He definitely battled and put his team in position to win, actually, at, one, at the end of the game. And that's kind of like what you want from your quarterback. You may not be as flashy, didn't have great numbers, 20.2% QBR, 66% quarterback rating. That wasn't great. Had a, a uh, rookie mistake interception, threw for 193 yards, wasn't great, 23 for 36. All right, Tyra Taylor wasn't much better either. But this guy's better than Tyra Taylor. That's the reason why Tyra Taylor is a is a journeyman and a guy that's always it's gonna be a backup for the rest of his career. Another play setting. But they had they look they didn't even get a great game from uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon only had sixty nine rushing yards and, and coughed it up once with a fumble. But he he you know put the team to win. You know he ran the ball in once. That was a great quarterback draw. You could see the athleticism and the actual reads. AJ Green's first game back. So I think you know the fact that the young rookie quarterback needs to learn a whole playbook play faster in a new league going from college to the NFL. I honestly think that this debut was okay. I give him a B minus at the end. If it wasn't for his field goal kicker, pulling a hammy and missing the field goal, the Bengals would have had a win. I mean, would have tied the game to go into overtime. I'm sorry. Cause they missed a field goal kick. Okay. Kick. But look, they had, they had, a, they had the game in the control 13, uh, six until the chargers came back in the fourth quarter but they they would they could have had a possibility to win and you can't ask anything else better than joe burrows he threw a couple of nice darts in there but there was a couple of balls that sailed away and you know he's a rookie man it's the game is faster in this level and uh the fact that he's able to that i like the quarterback draw i mean moving his feet uh, he's gonna get better um let's see how well he's gonna do i mean he's gonna face tougher defense the Chargers have a good defense they just have a great offense but i think he showed us today that he belongs in the NFL, at least for game one. Very anticipated, number one pick. Honestly, I see this kid maybe as a top 10, top 12 quarterback at best. Kirk Cousins is what I said, told everybody last year of my uh, my analysis of him right after the uh, championship game. I think I see Kirk Cousins in him, probably at best. Maybe a, maybe, I don't know, Phillip Rivers as his ceiling, which is actually a good ceiling if you say that. I'm more athletic than Phillip Rivers, but... Look, he put his team in a position to get some wins, to get the game. That's all you could ask, especially from a rookie quarterback. In regards to the Chargers, man, let me tell you something. Tyra Taylor is there for probably two more games, and then uh, what's-his-name is going to come in? The back, backup quarterback, the rookie. I forget his name, man. The guy from, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm really doing bad with names today. But uh, he's going to be coming in, and it's only a matter of time. So, hey, kudos to Joe Burrows. I give him a B-minus for his debut. Let's see what he has in store. Very small sample size. Let's see what he's got. Honestly, top 12, top 15, maybe, and quarterbacks in the league at best. Kirk Cousins is my comparison. I, I'm going to stick to that until I am proven wrong and he proves me wrong. It is what it is. Somewhere in Houston right now, Deshaun Watson has probably had a box of tissues this afternoon because he played on Thursday, so he's, he's resting. He has a long weekend. Probably was stuffing himself with uh, a lot of carbs a big tub of ice cream and wiping his tears as he watched his homie, DeAndre Hopkins, tear it up with his new team, the Arizona Cardinals, who they traded him, who the Houston traded him to for Larry Johnson and I forget who else. Because, dude, that's a top, he's probably top seven, top eight wide receiver, maybe top five. And the Houston Texans traded him for peanuts. You put him and a team with an upcoming good quarterback in Kyler Murray. And you get what you got today. 14 receptions and 151 yards for D-Hop. Did not get a touchdown, but it didn't matter because he had some huge plays to put this team in position. And the car, and it showed. DeAndre Hopkins is the reason why 
Arizona Cardinals upset the San Francisco 49ers 24 to 20 today. Kyler Murray had two touchdowns. I mean, he rushed for 91 yards and ran another one in. Kendra Drake had a TD. It was a very good game because let me tell you something. He was airing the ball out to DeAndre Hopkins, bro. And that's what I mean that Lamar Jackson doesn't have. And now Kyler Murray does. If Lamar Jackson had DeAndre Hopkins, my gosh, that team, you got to like pencil them there to meet the Chiefs for the title. But Kyler Murray, you know, did his thing, had a, got a good game, 78 rating, 85 QBR, two for 230, threw a pick, but he has a stud right now. And we knew that that stud's going to make a difference. And he made a difference immediately with 14 receptions at 151 yards. Man, Deshaun Watson looked like crap on Thursday night against the Chiefs. And I understand it's the Chiefs. The line sucks for the Texans, but before they still suck when they had DeAndre Hopkins, but it was a security blanket. Kyler Murray just got a security blanket and he's really, really warm and he's sleeping really, really warm tonight after that 24-20 victory because the dude emptied the clip to DeAndre Hopkins today and it showed where they win. Arizona Cardinals are going to be a team that's going to upset some, some other, some people in this league. I mean, they were pretty good last year regardless. When I mean pretty good, you could see the um, the production and you could see the, the potential for improvement and adding DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be pretty good. They beat a damn good San Francisco defense that just came back from the Super Bowl. All right. So it's no joke. They're no joke, man. They put 14 points in the fourth quarter. Flashes of the Super Bowl for San Francisco. They might still have a little bit of, you know, jet lag from the from the loss that so they gave up the game to the Chiefs. But hey, there's no there's no uh, no disrespect here. Arizona pulled it off. Again, Kyler Murray is going to have one heck of a season, and so is DeAndre Hopkins. My man emptied his clip out there. He buried everything. He emptied the clip of that gun, baby, just passing darts to DeAndre Hopkins today. Insane. 14 receptions, 151 targets. I mean, 151 yards, 16 targets. The dude caught 14 balls out of 16 targets. That is pretty sick. You need a good quarterback to make that happen, but you need an even better wide receiver, a stud, a horse, top five in the league. Bam. I know Deshaun Watson right now. If he hears my podcast, I'm probably going to make him cry again after listening to this analysis right here and how shitty his team is and how bad of an organization the Texans are for giving up a stud like DeAndre Hopkins. It is what it is. Boy, the, the man got paid before the season started, right? Right with this past week. And he just gave the. Arizona Cardinals, their return at 24-20 win over the returning Super Bowl contenders, San Francisco 49ers. It is what it is, man. The boy got game. D-Hop got mad game. And Kyler Murray is not too shabby. These two are going to be nightmares for opposing corners in this league for a very, very long time. And let me uh, not finish it off because then after that, I'm going to hit the honorable mentions. But I'm going to finish off the full now full analysis with the Seattle and... Atlanta Falcons game, the highest score game in the whole day, 63 points. It was projected for like 58, the highest fantasy football game out there. Russell Wilson, as always, balled out. This is what impressed me about Russell Wilson, 143 quarterback rating. All right. I mean, 87 quarterback rating and a rating of 143. Let me tell you what that means. 31 out of 35. He only shanked four, three, four passes. Threw for 322, four touchdowns. It wasn't dink and dunk passes, baby. 9.2 yards per completion. Pretty freaking sick. He also rushed for 29 yards. 
Carlos Hyde actually had a touchdown. Great condition. But you know who was his stud today? Which I did not staff him. I did not even roster him in any of my fantasy league team. Which I did okay today anyway. Chris Carson. Chris caught two touchdowns. He had six receptions and caught for two touchdowns. He had a nasty-ass day today. DJ Metcalf, Tyler Lockett both had over 90 uh, receiving yards. Metcalf with a touchdown. And look, Olsen, Greg Olsen, even though he's a veteran and he's old and he's probably going to retire and be in the booth next year, just like a la Tony Romo and Jason Witten, which Jason Witten is back this year with the Raiders. Shout out to him. I'm not going to talk about the game. that gave us trash, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. It actually was a good game. It wasn't trash. But anyway... Getting getting back to the subject, Greg Olson is going to be a solid uh, addition. You got a, a veteran quarterback. I'm, going, I'm sorry, a veteran tight end that's going to be very solid and is going to give him some of the red zone uh, targets that he needs. Uh, but Metcalf, man, Metcalf's nasty. This guy's going to be really, really good. Tyler Lockett is Tyler Lockett. And look, on the other ball, Ryan gave you what he, you know, Matt Ryan gives you what he always gives you. 450 passing yards, a rating of 98.5, two touchdowns and a touch, and a Interception and, and on a good note here, Todd Gurley had a great day. 14 uh, carries and 56 yards and a touchdown. That's kind of what the Todd Gurley you're going to get now. You, you rarely got to get 100 yards from this guy. But look, he also got two more, two receptions. Calvin Ridley had a monster game. Julio had 157 receiving yards. Didn't catch a touchdown, but that's been a Julio story for the last three years. He's going to eat you up with your receptions and uh, actual um Yards, but man, he, he hasn't been able to find the end zone as consistent as he did a couple of years ago. But Calvin really is the guy that's benefiting off of that. So look, I think Atlanta is going to win some games this year. Seattle is just a real, real tough matchup. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He's, he is, to me, top three quarterback in the league. I think after, uh, look, right now, to me, it's, you know, of course, Pat Mahomes. I got Russell Wilson, too. And then number three is up for grabs. It could be Lamar. Uh, there's a lot of different. Matt Ryan's is in the same conversation. I think Matt Ryan has to be top five quarterback. He puts up the numbers. He's a production hog. And um, 63 points up there it was a fun game to watch. It was kind of like, you know, Atlanta started making a comeback and you were like, holy smokes. So they scored 13 in the last quarter. And you were like, wow. And they were like dead in the water. I mean, the score was like 38 to nine or something like that or 34 to nine. It was something ridiculous. And they, they, they dropped like 13 straight points. Kind of cool. Maybe guard botch points, but whatever it is, what it is. But Russell is doing what Russell does, uh, you know, for he's definitely going to be every year he's in the MVP talks. Every year he's he's there. He, he He's one of the best quarterback to me. He's second best quarterback after Patrick Mahomes. And uh, anybody can argue that with me and then they're probably going to lose because I am right. He's top two, baby. Russell is dangerous. And, you know, I think they're putting some good pieces around him. Metcalf is is the real deal, is the real deal. And I think if these I think if the pieces get put on in the right places, and there's no injuries, you know, Seattle is going to be a tough team to mess with throughout the season. It's going to be a nightmare for other teams. And let's do some honorable mentions here because I'm only going to react to the Sunday games. I'm not going to do anything for the Sunday night game and probably the Monday night. It depends. My Giants are playing tomorrow. So I might jump in and do a little Giants reaction if the game is very decent because I'm a Giants fan, man. The average Joe Sports Talk podcast is all about being an average show. And I'm always going to talk about the team I root for. But honorable mention, Teddy Bridgewater had a decent, decent debut. Las Vegas Raiders, wow, they're playing in Vegas. Played an awesome game. It was a close game. Teddy, you know, Teddy had a great game. He's got to manage the game. He's one of the best game managers. I think the Panthers are going to be a good team. I think they're going to get some wins. They're not going to be, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But Teddy Bridgewater is going to, is going to definitely show, he's going to really anchor that team well. And uh, he played really well today with Robbie Anderson catching a deep bomb. And that's what Robbie Anderson does. And um, of course, McCaffrey, did his thing, had another a couple another touchdown, 96 rushing yards. Teddy had a good debut, and I don't think, you know, he wanted it probably been better if he would have won, but I don't think 
it was a complete bad. I give him a B plus for his debut today. The Jets, same old Jets, got spanked by the Buffalo Bills, regardless of the two fumbles and the and the picks that what's his name had um, Allen. Even though he had a great game, he threw for three, over three hundred yards and he even rushed for a couple of touchdowns himself. But the Jets are the same old Jets. Adam Gase is a crappy coach and Le'Veon Bell goes down. He blames himself now. I mean, if he knew the guy was injured, why was he playing? All right. It is what it is. It's a dumpster fire. Look, Sam Darnold, who I had high hopes for, is in such a bad scenario that he's going to end up getting himself eliminated from his job, a a, a Rosen, Josh Rosen, because, I mean, just bad coaching. The kid hasn't come in into a good coaching scenario or a good situation at all. So, Man, it's going to be probably a short-lived uh, season for Adam Gaze. And man, it's the shame is that the damage here is going to be done to Sam Darnold. He's probably going to go out on another coach if it's still going to be the starting quarterback. Same old Jets, dumps the fire. And of course, the heartbreak of the day was the Detroit Lions losing in the last play to the Bears. Detroit had the game under control. Trubisky... I don't think Trubisky is going to last. This is like Trubisky's year to swim or sink. And most likely he's going to sink. He was sinking in the whole first half. Brought the team back. Still wasn't very, very, uh, I, I don't want to say it was, it was ugly, but he brought the team back. And Detroit could have won if it wasn't for the rookie running back who had that pass in his hands. He dropped a game-winning touchdown. It's a shame. It's a shame because what's his name? Stafford came back from injuries and he, he didn't have a great game. Stafford did, but he put his team in position of winning. He's the, he's one of the best receivers at the one-minute drill, and he was doing it. He did what he needed to do to, for his for the, the Lions to win, but heartbreaker, man. That rookie, Swift, uh, I forget his first name, dropped that pass. It was right in his hands. It's horrible, man, because I got up in my fantasy league, and I would have been another seven points that I would have gotten off of that, or six points off of that. So, ah, man, I had a, and a roster of him in one of my, um, even though I won that, in one of my DFS, my daily fantasy teams, but he's in my season-long league as my starting quarterback. I'm talking about Stafford. But it was a heartbreak. That was the heartbreak game of the game. The Lions lost in the last play, and it could have been completely different. Whoo, man, I haven't. I think I haven't done a podcast this long in a minute. It's about, yeah, I'm going to do about 40 minutes on this bad boy. But I need to do all NFL. You know, if you guys know, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I start the first season, and I hit a lot most of the games, and I like to do my breakdown and takeaways uh, week after week. And I start dwindling down as the season goes on because then there's a lot of games that really don't mean anything. But the first week is always fun. The first two weeks is always great to talk about almost all the games because it's pretty cool, man. I mean, I, I like to like hit on every single one of them. It's a lot of different games. And I wish I had more time to do the research. And uh, even though I watch most of them, I have the package. I do. I got Red Zone. And it was just fun for the first week of football. And I'm going to be back next week doing another uh, another football one, all right? So uh, everybody, go ahead and check out the links to the podcast. I got a whole bunch of different links. Go to Anchor. You'll see all the different platforms uh, the podcast gets you on. Check out my TikTok page. The description is at the bottom. Follow me on Twitter at Joe's Talk. Just all the links will be at the description of this program. Check out my TikTok page. That's pretty cool. Like a lot of sports stuff. Um, and also, uh, yeah, man, my YouTube channel. My, yeah, my, YouTube, my YouTube channel. Check out the... Um, Check out my Twitter page, bro. Go follow me on Twitter because I tweet like crazy, man. I do a lot of these tweets. I freaking do a lot of game line tweets. I mean, I'm, I'm on fire, baby. I'm on your boys on fire. But thank you very much for listening, everybody. Your boy E-Man signing out. Peace.